Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. Christian Harloff here from The Big Thing, from the Christian Harloff channel, from Sith Council. Guess what we're going to do? The Big Thing Patreon officially launches on September 1st. Now, here's what membership is going to get you. You're going to get exclusive episodes of The Big Thing, Sith Council, the Rewatch series, plus weekly editions of SEN Live, Brett and Kate's Playdate, and much more. So you can sign up now at patreon.com slash schmodown and drop a comment and tell me what perks you want to see as we grow the community. So check out The Big Thing weekdays on Spotify, Apple, anywhere podcasts are found. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. What's going on, everybody? Very different um, episode of Big Thing here today. Obviously, shooting this from my phone, as the great Axel Foley said, I'm on vacation. But I wanted to make sure that we got an episode out today because there's so much to talk about. And as I did a bunch of pre-tapes already, we didn't get a chance to talk about any of the Warner Brothers stuff with Zaslov and Flasflov and Soflov and, um, and everything that he's been doing. Batgirl, uh, this meeting that they had, the stockholders meeting where they're saying that discoveries for women and Warner Brothers or DC or HBO Max rather is, is, is for men. And the whole thing's a mess. Um, it's a, the whole thing's a mess. And there's other things going on in the world, too, in the world of uh, pop culture. Obviously, other things going on in the world. But this is just going to be me. Looking forward to be back in studio. The first in-studio show, I think, with the actual crew will probably be Friday. Probably Capes and Cows. I'll probably do another Thursday in the studio by myself, kind of Q&A. Um, most likely, gotta see. But we'll be back in studio with Capes and Cows. If you've not checked that out, please do it. Please make sure that you comment, do the whole thing on this video. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're talking about a lot of different things here for sure. And the big story that I wanted to talk about that I don't see a lot of people talking about is that Rosario Dawson had said at some con or something, they'd asked her about Daredevil, if she's coming back. She said she wants to come back because now that they're doing Punisher again, um, and that John Bernthal's coming back as Punisher, that she was, would be excited to work in with him. And so everybody's like, oh my God, she confirmed Bernthal. But then the other flip side of that is that I think some fan told her that the Punisher's coming back. So it's not to say it's not true, but I think that's why I saw Coy basically say, yeah, someone asked Coy, how come he's not doing a whole big report on it? How come more people are not talking about it? And I think the answer is because she was informed by a fan and might have been confused. And so it's not really a big story yet because it doesn't seem like she had the right information and maybe she maybe she didn't know exactly what again some somebody sees her to con and goes hey punisher coming back 
are you going to be, are you going to do something with Punisher? She's like, holy crap, Punisher's coming back? And then she maybe thinks that it's been announced. Who knows? However, she also has been in the past given up some information that she wasn't supposed to to tell. So we think that Hayden Christensen is in Ahsoka, but that's never been publicly announced. And she kind of let that one slip. And we think that that's the case, but we don't really know. So maybe she let this one slip. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that for sure. And we'll see if that's, um, if that is the case in general. I don't know. I don't know how, how that's going to, uh, how that's going to play. But let me tell you this. I want to tell you before we even get into the whole, uh, the whole thing now, let's just get right into, this episode and a lot of our episodes that we do are brought to you by Storyblocks. The thing that I hear all the time when people are asking me about making videos, doing more content, how do you get started, how do you start your own YouTube channel, everyone knows that video is the most effective way to capture an audience's attention and as a result, modern storytellers are always challenged with creating more video content at a higher quality, involving more voices in the process, and then distributing on more platforms than ever before. You have so many different things with YouTube and TikTok and Facebook and all the blah, blah, blah. So what do you guys face as creators? There's some barriers here. There's meeting output demands. There's time. There's budget. There's knowledge. There's creative inspiration. There's burnout, mental health, all of it. It's all relevant. Storyblocks makes it possible for creators to keep up with the growing demands for modern video content so you can bring all your stories to life and stop sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or those resources. So you can get unlimited downloads, which is what's so great about Storyblocks. They have an all-access plan that gives you unlimited downloads to over 1 million assets in their library. You can try out multiple options quickly and find the perfect fit so you can create more and spend less without sacrificing quality. So if you go to storyblocks.com slash big thing, storyblocks.com slash big thing, get that all-access plan. I think that that's the one people have been enjoying the most. And when you do get it, let me know that you got it. I'm going to send it to Storyblocks and let them know that you heard about them through us and that your videos have been getting better because of what you heard through us. And it helps out the show. It helps out our show. It helps out your show. It helps out everybody. All right. So I do. I think we should just start with it. We should just stay with the, uh, with, with the Rosario Dawson story, right? Let's, let's, stay with the, let's, let's go with one side of it. Let's go with the side that she did slip it. And that this is something that is actually true. Does it make sense that this is true? It does. It makes a lot of sense. They made this big announcement, 18 episodes, that they're going to bring back Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio for a Daredevil series. Now, everybody knows and everybody should be prepared that this is going to be, I don't want to say watered down. I don't think that that's fair. But this is going to be um, a less violent um, less rated R, hard rated R show than we got on Netflix. You're not getting that show. And if you think you are, you're going to be greatly disappointed. And I don't think anybody should at this point. They have to bring Daredevil down into the MCU. And that doesn't mean it's not going to be gritty. It doesn't mean it's not going to, I think they need to redeem Kingpin because they made him kind of a goof in the Hawkeye series, but I think they can redeem him in this series through 18 episodes. And another way to make it a little bit more grittier is to bring back the Punisher. And I think everybody loves John Bernthal. Who doesn't love John Bernthal? So bringing back Bernthal and, and the Punisher himself inside of this series, somehow inside of those 18 episodes where you're going to have a lot to do, makes a lot of sense. So it would make sense that they do that. It would be a fun way for them to do that. It would be a good way for them to bring the Punisher inside the MCU somehow and then eventually get him involved with Spider-Man and other things too. And why? And Bernthal would be, would, I assume, would be down to do that. Why wouldn't he be down to do it? So it could make a lot of sense. And I think that it probably will happen one way or another. Now let's throw it to the other side of the things that there was some kind of... Um, 
very overzealous fan who, who was like, hey, you know what? Uh, the Punisher is going to happen. It's got to happen. Rosera, are you excited that the Punisher is coming back? She said, holy crap, the Punisher is coming back? And it's not official. Didn't happen um, at all. I just also think, though, that Rosario Dawson, and I love Rosario Dawson. I do. I think she's great Ahsoka. I think she's great in Daredevil. I think she's great in a lot of the stuff that she's in. I think she, she should be well enough trained now to be careful with stuff like this. If it is true, if it is the case, um, she should have found out and she should have thought about it before. She gets excited. I know she does. She loves this stuff. She geeks out like everybody else. And I love the fact that she, she's kind of like, Tom Holland was the one who used to leak everything, and now it's Rosario Dawson. Um, so even if it isn't true, she should have said, I, you know, I don't know, I heard something yesterday, I don't, I don't know, or should I not mention it at all. And she said, oh, you know, one day if they ever decide to bring back Burnthal, I'd love to work with them. The idea of, I mean, I guess the flip side to that argument is if, if I mean, again, check, check. But I guess the flip side is, oh, yeah, it's been announced. I think that, so I don't know, I can't remember the dude who's playing Kang. Josh Horowitz had an interview with him. And it was right after that they announced um, Avengers, Kang Dynasty, and, and how how much Kang is going to be involved in the next few phases. So they interviewed the actor, and he was very coy at first. And you watch this interview with Josh, and he's like, oh, is that, is that our, oh, Interesting. I didn't know that there was, and they're like, no, 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 they announced it. And he's like, oh, and he's, he's, he's very cautious. And I think his publicist or whoever was, was like, no, 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 they, they did. And he looks in, and he's like, oh yeah, 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 I'm in that. I'm in that. And he, once, once he saw the official headline, once he saw that everybody was talking about it, once his publicist was like, you're good. Then he did. I think Rosario Dawson is seasoned enough that she should be doing that. Whether it's a fan that told her or anybody else that told her, I think she, she should be thinking about that kind of stuff. Because if she leaked it, Oops. If she didn't leak it, you know, she's still got people talking. It's like, no, 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 that's just what somebody told me. But I, I, look, again, I love her. She can do no wrong by me. I don't care. She leaks, she can leak whatever the hell she wants to leak. But, um, but if I'm Feige and she, and she did leak, I'm like, oh, come on, Rosario. You did this, you did this with Star Wars. You're doing this with us now? Come on. But again, she's not really involved too much in Marvel. So what the hell does she care? It's a Disney thing. What does she care? She, I guess she does means she might not be appearing again, or maybe she is. She's involved in that family now. Uh, I'm getting more and more excited about this Daredevil thing, though, too. I am preparing myself because I loved Daredevil on Netflix. I really did. Enjoyed it very much so. Really enjoyed it. But I am preparing myself that I know it's going to be a little watered down. I think that I was just talking to somebody yesterday, and we were talking about the Marvel series. And they were talking about how much they loved Hawkeye. And I know a lot of people did. It's one of my least favorite series. Um... It was a, and you know, people are sick to death of me saying this, but it got a little too goofy for me sometimes. So that was, um, but I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what, we'll see what happens with this series. I think that, I, I don't think that the series is going to be goofy. I don't think we're going there with that. Hold on a second. I got to adjust my camera here. I apologize. Oh, how's that work for you? I don't think it's going to be goofy. I don't, I just think, I think, uh, it's just not going to be what we thought, what we were, excuse me, used to in, um, in the other series. And we and and you should be prepared for that. I think everybody's going to be prepared for that. Most people should be prepared for that. Oh, Jesse Ventura apparently talked about Prey, which is interesting. Um, and I love that. I love that they got Jesse's take. Jesse Ventura, obviously, who was in the first Predator. And Jesse starred alongside Arnold. You must be very proud of yourself. 
In the original 1987 Predator and Eats praised the franchise's newest entry, Prey, alongside its leading star, and Helmer. Posting on Twitter on Saturday, he says, Great film, Amber Mid-Thunder. You definitely ain't got time to bleed. Welcome to the Predator family. And director Dan Trachtenberg, thank you for making such a thoughtful, creative, and wonderful film. Both Mid-Thunder and Trachtenberg gushed over the approval from the former governor of Minnesota. Trachtenberg responded, thank you, sir. Thanks for watching and so glad you appreciated what we did. He's been very active on Twitter, too, so it's nice to see that he's um, getting so involved. The first film, The Predator, entry to debut outside of the theaters, premiered on Hulu on Friday, and it has 92% with critics and 82% audience on Rotten Tomatoes. That's great to hear. And I, um, I did my did my review on it and people um people were very active on it on both the out of the theater reaction the other one too i get it it's a prequel it ain't a sequel it's another entry and i still you know i could still stand by sequel because you don't know the storylines that's why i like to ask trashenberg because you don't know the way time works in the predator franchise so what happens again let's say the predator's name was ralph in 87 and the rest of them were a bunch of whole other people ralph louis sam they all did a whole bunch of different things. So Jerry one day says, you know what? I'm going back. But I ain't going back to the time. And I ain't going back in the future. I'm going back even further. I'm going to go back around 300 years. I'm going to go back when they don't have all these fancy weapons. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to hunt bears and shit. How about that? That's what Jerry did. You know, Jerry has to fight the Comanche. So it still could be a sequel. It just happens in a different time. See, you don't know. You thought you did, but I just blew your mind. How about that? So don't tell me. At least that's what I'm telling myself. Um, but it's doing very well. People are digging it. I still stand by it, and I'm seeing a lot of it. Do this to other franchises. Do this to Terminator. And what I mean by that is go lower budget. Make it simple. That's what you got to do with these franchises. You have to. Look at what they did with this franchise. With, 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 Alien was cooked. Alien. Predator was cooked. Alien's another one. Predator was cooked. Done. Too many different things. I know some people love Predators. Didn't love it. I know some people loved uh, The Predator. Didn't like it. Um, Predator 2, I got to probably revisit. So I'm, I'm still going to go back and forth with which one I like better. Whether it was this one or not. But this is simple. This is going back to the roots. Go back to the roots. I want to see a horror movie in the Terminator franchise. That's what I want to see. The way that they did the 1984 version. That's what I want to see. Go low budget. Get some good actors in it. Get someone like Amber Midthunder. You know, and do something like that and make it a make make it a, a, an, an action horror film and crush that budget in half. Crush that budget like you crushed that Terminator. You're terminated, fucker. Do that. That's what I'm talking about. Will they do it? Probably not. Who the hell wants to listen to me? There's still more stuff going on. And let's get into uh, people have been asking me what my thoughts on all this stuff that went down. With Warner Brothers and Vlaslov, Zavlov, Zaslov, Solov, Zoloft. Um, so much. So much. And what, what should we even talk about here? Oh my God, there's so much. There's so much. I gotta go back to, I gotta go back in the news because it happened so many different days ago. People were so upset that we didn't talk about it, but we had pre-taped. Um, alright, let's start with the, let's just start with this thing. We, we know, we know that uh, Zoloft basically cut down, um, he cut Batgirl out. I was done. I did a short on that. And he said, nope, I don't care. $90 million, $90 million, nothing. We ain't doing it. Scrapping it. Taking it out. 
director, obviously star, obviously bummed about it. Both, all of them handled it with class, by the way. All handled it with class. Um, the way that they responded, all that stuff too. Very smart, the way that they did it, I thought anyway. Um, so then there was more talk about what was happening. And then it was just, then I did that video on HBO Max. And everybody's like, oh, it's not, it's not canceled. HBO Max is not canceled. Look at it. I have friends of mine. It's not canceled. My friend Scott's like, oh, people are overreacting. It's not canceled. It's canceled when you look at overall what it was to what they're going to do to it and put, add all this reality TV. Others are going to add a little discovery tab to it. They're going to blend discovery into it. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. HBO Max is working good right now. It's one of the best damn apps out there right now. And I guess the argument is, yeah, they ain't making money. And, there, and there's something, another story that we'll talk about here today. Elvis, the short, the window for theatrical releases, scrapped, done. That was one of the greatest things about HBO Max. It's done. Taking that away. I have to look. I have to see more. I'm going to read more about the report before I get too upset about it. But it looks like they're, they're, they're doing away with that. That sucks. That was one of the best parts about HBO Max. Love that. The, the window right afterwards. It's amazing. But let's see. Here's some of the here's some of the story. This is uh, again, there's a lot coming out here. I and mean, this is from Dark Horizons. In the wake of the Batgirl news earlier this week, a lot of attention was paid to the quarterly earnings of uh, the Warner Brothers Discovery, and it came to no surprise that the future of the DC franchise was a key topic that came up. Zoloft says in a reset uh, that we that, let's see, will happen over the next. It's a reset that's going to happen over the next ten years, and a plan's going to be mapped out that aims to be akin to what Marvel Studios. Once uh, happened once Disney took over. So Zoloff says this. I know his name is Zoloff, but I'm going to start calling him Zoloff. You look at Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. These are brands that are known everywhere in the world. And the ability to drive those all over the world with great stories is a big opportunity for us. You know, a lot of people tried this st strategy, Jack. We have a done a reset. I thought they were doing such a good job with making this different things back and forth. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. We restructured the business. We're going to focus where there will be a team and a 10-year plan focusing just on DC. It's very similar to the structure that Alan Horn and Iger put together with Feige at Disney. We think that we could build a long-term, much stronger, sustainable growth business of DC. As part of that, we're going to focus on quality. This would fit in with recent reports that Horn has joined the studio in an advisor role, which means he could be involved in the DC projects. The CEO uh, also reaffirmed that The Flash is still very much on the way, alongside with Shazam and Black Adam, but suggests they can make them even better, which hints at potential reshoots and delays. We've seen The Flash, Black Adam, Shazam 2. We're excited about them. We've seen them. We think they're terrific, and we can make them even better. So This whole thing sounds like a disaster. It really does. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. It, sound, it sounds like a disaster. The studio then seemingly um, was to throw some not-so-kind shade at the shelf Batgirl film. We're not going to put a movie out there unless we believe in it. Ouch. That's it. The objective is to out to is to grow the DC brand and to grow the DC characters, but also our job is to protect the DC brand, and that's what we're going to do. The this idea of expensive films going to streaming, we cannot find an economic case for it, so we're going to make a strategic shift. We're not going to launch a movie until it's ready. We're not going to launch a movie to make a quarter. We're not going to put a movie out unless we believe in it. I mean, I respect that that statement. It sucks. I do respect the statement. If he thinks it stinks and he doesn't think it's any good, you know then so be it then you know you cancel the damn thing um it's rough for the director and star and all that stuff but no mention about blue beetle or the aquaman sequel uh the talk comes as dc made headlines again earlier today with rolling stone saying that 
that production company Tweaks was refused access to licensing clips from Jack, Zack Snyder's Justice League, as the studio reportedly advised that there is only one official Justice League film. Interesting. Okay, so they're smacking Zack Snyder. They're they're going to war over here. Um, listen, man, that's just one. That's just one of the stories. That's just one of the stories of all that Warner Brothers stuff. I know there was so much of it last week. I'm sure people were going nuts. Everybody was talking about it, I'm sure. Like I said, I've been tuned out for a, for a couple of days. But there's so much. Jesus, so much. Um, and I'm going th- I'm going back into the archives to get some of these stories because it was so... It, it feels like it was so long ago, but there's so much. So Supergirl... This is more, listen, more of this stuff. Oh, my gosh. So much. Supergirl killed off. Peacemaker lives. What's going on? A new feature piece in Rolling Stone, documenting the reasons for shelving of the 90 million bat... Wow, Rolling Stone's really going at, going d- diving deep to tell all the dirty uh, laundry on uh, Warner Brothers, huh? Uh, a new feature piece in Rolling Stone documenting the reasons for shelving the 90 million Batgirl film at Warner Brothers indicates that another DC project in early development has also been scrapped. They say it's Supergirl, starring Sasha Cal, Cal from The Young and the Restless reprising the role she first plays in the upcoming The Flash film. It's not likely to move forward. Uh, she's already completed her work in The Flash, but the solo Supergirl film has been stuck in development since it was announced in 2018. The piece also touches upon Batgirl test screening talks, saying, according to their sources, that Leslie Grace's performance was embraced, but the feedback to the production was harsh and likened to a bad TV episode. Grace herself responded with class and professionalism, that's what I said, to all the news this week posting on Instagram. I'm proud of the love, hard work, and attention of our incredible cast and tireless crew put into this film over seven months in Scotland. I feel blessed to have worked alongside uh, possible greats and forged relationships for for a lifetime in the process. To every Batgirl fan, thank you for the love and belief allowing me to take on the cape and become, as Bab said best, my own damn hero. Yeah, that was a very classy statement and a smart one. She wants to keep on working. She wants to keep on moving in, in, certain, in, these, in these circles. It's how you do it. You don't put on a social media war. You don't make a statement. You don't do it. You could have, but you don't need to. You want to start working? You want to, you want to, that's, that, that's what you do. And already I hear she's getting phone calls from a lot of different people anyway. Smart move. Very smart move. Uh, between this and HBO Max's recent pulling of multiple original movies from its service, there's been concern. So they talk about Peacemaker series with the filmmaker asked on twitter by a concerned fan if the second season of the show is safe and he said yes guys calm down james gunn is very active and also didn't ever realize that groot that's not the Groot that we knew i didn't know this i thought that was Groot. i always thought it was just baby Groot. apparently it's Groot's son i'm sure a lot of the nerds knew it i don't i guess that i lose my nerd card on that one because i didn't know i thought i did but i don't did you know that be honest i knew it no you didn't Warner Brothers Discovery is issuing a financial report. Oh, we did that already. Okay, so more stuff. So much stuff here. So Supergirl takes the takes the axe, as Campy says of Zasloft. Uh, I'm going to call him Zoloft. He can call him the axe. I can call him Zoloft because it's got to get tiring being around. Does Zoloft do that? Does it calm people down? I don't know. Um, let's see what else. Eternals two. Oh yeah, there was a there was like a leak on Eternals two or something because of who the hell said it was it Pat Oswalt. Patton Oswalt leaked it, too. All these people are talking. Stop, stop talking. Marvel Studios has not officially announced any sequels to the Phase 4 films as yet, but it seems the star, uh, the star of one may have let it slip. Patton Oswalt was on the Today Show this week and said quite clearly, they have announced there's going to be an attorney's, Eternal sequel. Chloe Zhao is going to direct it, so hopefully there will be more adventures of Star Fox and Pip. 
Oswald led his voice to the characters of Pip in the post-credit scenes. Uh, meanwhile, a somewhat divisive Moon Knight series may also be getting a follow-up. Oscar Isaac appeared on a recent TikTok post from Mohammed Diab in which the pair are in Cairo and uh, imply a second season of the series in works. That's great. That I'm very excited about. I mean, Eternals I am too. I like Eternals. I know I'm one of the few. Uh, at present, neither project has been confirmed or announced as in development at Marvel Studios, though Marvel does have numerous holes with marked out dates in Phase 6. I think you're going to get some D23 stuff. That's what it says anyway here. So, okay, so look at this. We're, I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, this is the one thing about doing a, 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 I guess, delayed show. I have a lot to talk about. Probably a lot of stuff you guys have heard about, but you haven't heard my take, so hopefully that's why you're here. Um, because that's what, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm talking about. This is crazy stuff. There's so much stuff. Wild, crazy stuff. It's a dated reference for you. What else? We talked about HBO Max, Scraps, little Ellen movie, Star Wars Android and with season two. I heard season three. I heard season three. That's what he said. He said season three. Well, Tony Gilroy was talking season three at, at Celebration, but who knows? Maybe they know better. Joker sequel is going to be set for October 2024. Days of Our Lives moving to Peacock. Um, yeah, so I think that one of the things in, in that uh, that report that I just read that is interesting is the Shazam and Aquaman stuff, right? And even Black Adam, all that stuff, like reshoots and, and all that. And I guess going back to that, uh, which is interesting altogether. Ten-year plan for DC. Now, I feel like they tried that a while ago, and that's when they tried to rush out and make Batman v Superman and all that, and they they tried to play it out in a, in a way that just didn't didn't work, and it wasn't it wasn't popping the same way. And then they started doing things where they had standalone films like the Batman and the and Joker, and these, and then they didn't connect to anything, and they would just do these side adventures. I thought that was working for them. I thought not trying to do the Marvel thing was working for them. Um, and then there's others. I guess it's just confusing overall. They want to be less confusing. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're announcing Joker, which doesn't tie into anything. So I don't know what the plan is. I don't even think they know what the plan is, to be honest with you. But they have Alan Horn, who was an advisor. But Alan Horn ain't no spring chicken. I love Alan Horn. Uh, I worked when I when I was working at Silver Pictures. Alan Horn was here. Um, Alan Horn is a great executive, a great executive. But he retired for a reason. Um, not that he wasn't do good at his job. He was tired. He wanted to spend time with his family. Now he's coming back to advise, like, how much advising is he doing? I don't know. I don't know how much advising he's going to be doing. I think he's going to be pretty active, to be honest. But the question is, you know, he. I also thought he worked very well with, with Bob Iger. I don't see Alan Horn rushing out to go read comic books and, 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 and being a super nerd of all this stuff. I think he knows certain ways to make get movies done and make movies and get them done and get the right people behind them. I think he's very good. At, he's, he's fantastic at that. But I also thought he worked very well with Bob Iger and he was very well working with the heads of the production companies on, on other things. But, hey, look, you get a Hall of Famer to, to do whatever the hell he can do, then you bring him in. I get it. I understand the, the strategy behind it. But And that's probably what he did. He said, look, here's what we did. I can lend this to you. I can tell you what we did when we were working with Bob and, and Kevin Feige over at um, what, how, how we put together the Marvel plan. I can lend that to you, tell you what we did, and you can take that and run with it and, and see what you can do. So I understand that. If I'm Alan Horn, I'm taking that deal, and I'm saying, okay, here we go. And maybe, maybe you want to get that information if you're Zoloft. And you say, okay, let's do it. Let's, uh, let's, let's make it work. So the question is, though, are you going to reboot stuff? Are you going to continue now? Are you going to actually continue now? Because they said that they were going to 
scrap this DCEU. So are they not scrapping the DCEU? Are they just extending it now? Are they going to reboot it? Are they going to are they going to cast new people? Like it's it's still very confusing. And will they add Blue Beetle to it? Will they do all these other things? Like how Peacemaker is going to play into it? They need serious meetings. Like serious meetings. Like they were, when that meeting that Kevin Feige talked about before they did all this stuff at Comic Con, he's like, "Yeah, look, we we basically locked ourselves in a cabin somewhere, or whatever the hell he said he was doing, and we talked about the next ten plus years of this thing and how this is going to work." And then they came out with a plan. They said, "This is how this is what this is what's going down over the next couple of years," and that was just through phase like six. So here's our plan. This is what we're going to do. I, I said, "This is what Star Wars should be doing," and. You know, if DC can do it, I just think it's so sloppy right now with everything going on. I also think it was very... I don't know why they released that demographic of Discovery being for women and then HBO Max being for dudes. I'm not sure why they would put that out there when clearly there's a lot of the female demographic, not in just with the DC stuff, but with a lot of the shows, whether it's Game of Thrones or whether it's... um I need a lot of the original content that they have. So I didn't understand what that demographic really was talking about inside of it. But they have their numbers and they decided to put that out there. But it is what it is on the uh, on the Zoloft front. Because he was coming in hot, man. A lot of stuff he's saying what he was going to do. Now, what happens with that 10-year plan? I do not know. How they're going to play that out? I do not know. Well, let's switch around. Let's get past DC for a second. Let's get past Warner Brothers for a second. I was, another thing I was talking about yesterday was with a couple of friends was Bullet Train. Bullet Train made a little over $30 million opening weekend. Um, to me, that's a big win. I think it's a bad thing. It made like $60 million worldwide or something like that. Probably only cost that much to make, if that. So maybe like 40, made $40 million, cost 60 I, I can't remember. But either way, it, 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 it's, that's pretty good. So what they're saying is that it'll be enough for the R-rated film to easily top the charts, but it's a little lower than expected for Sony Pictures. Okay. It comes with a, f- a substantial $90 million pr- production budget. I mean, look, to me, I think that that's a pretty good number. And I'll tell you, when you look at... I, I, I This is normally kind of a kind of movie. I was always talking to somebody who's not in, our, not in the business, not really locked in the way that maybe someone who's watching this video is. And get that stupid wire out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here, stupid wire. Get out of here. Um, and um, talking about it to my friends who are not as locked in to the business. And they're like, well, yeah, the only reason I probably wouldn't go see Bullet Train, one of the reasons is I feel like I could watch something like that on Netflix or Amazon. And that's exactly the reason why I thought that it wouldn't do that well. Because it's the type of movie that the theater experience has changed dramatically for people. Uh, especially during the pandemic. Um, spectacle films still do very well. Spider-Man, the uh, Marvel films, the DC films, the Star Wars films, if that ever comes out. And then there's a couple other ones, Top Gun Maverick being one of them, um, now surpassing Titanic. But there are certain movies, and that's kind of an old-school throwback blockbuster, and I think should do more stuff like that. I think that they're starting to take things from the old and things that worked in the old school ways, and the old school ways being the 80s and 90s, um, and starting to implement that. And I think that Prey is another example of to, to maybe start to try to do something along those lines as well. And some people will tell you that, and, and, I, and I don't disagree with this, one of my ma- major criticisms with Prey 
Um, and I liked the movie a lot. I just think one of my major criticisms was I think I would have rather watched it with the Comanche um, subtitles because as much as I think that Amber Midthunder is awesome, I think that the direction of how she spoke, I think she spoke a little too modern. I think she, it felt, I mean, not the character itself, I had no problem with the character being able to kick ass, strategize, do all that stuff for sure. I, I think it was a silly argument for people going, oh, well, this smaller female couldn't do that. Why not? She's pretty damn smart. She could figure it out. And she did. I didn't have, I didn't have an issue with that at all. My issue was more so of the, it just, it seemed like a modern character sometimes. It didn't seem like a character that was in, in like speaking the way that a character back then would speak, but it's a smaller gripe. It, it, it didn't bother me as much, but it goes back to the whole thing of what I liked so much about that film was taking the smaller elements of what the first Terminator did. And now you look at something like, uh, like ladybug, like, um, bullet train, bullet train was taken a strategy from like the late nineties, mid nineties, late nineties, early two thousands, really. And taking the, let's do something like a, let's do something like smoking aces where we've got maybe like a Guy Ritchie feel or a Tarantino feel. Let's do one of those movies again. We haven't done that. And I think they succeeded in that. I don't think they're as good as some of those movies, but I had fun. There were some people who watched it, just didn't like it at all. Thought that that kind of filmmaking was something of the past. But apparently they, they think that the $30 million number is, is lower than what Sony was hoping for. And with the $90 million budget, I guess, I guess that would be accurate. But, um, I think that's pretty, pretty good considering I know they wouldn't have much competition, but I didn't even get that many people in to see that movie. And I had fun with the movie. I thought it was ridiculously fun. I really did. That was a ridiculously fun movie. Uh, what else is going on before we, like I said, it's going to be a little chopped up this video and, it's a smaller video, I know. I'm sorry, but as I said, big thing will be um, moving and grooving by the end of this week. And then really, I'm going to have some fun announcements pretty soon, too, that I'm excited to tell you guys all about. So we'll get on that. What else can we talk about? I know there's some talk about Punisher and Professor X hopes, right? So they, let's, let's, take, let's take this. Two brief comments about Marvel characters caused a bit of a stir over the weekend. Okay, so this is the Rosario Dawson thing again. Rosario Dawson discussed the future. She talked about, yeah, about that. Could re So could Dawson return? I heard the announcement, but I found out yesterday that Punisher is happening again, so I feel it's my second chance because it's the only one of the Defender shows I wasn't in, and I love John Bernthal, so let's make it happen collectively. So we'll find out what the real deal is with that one. I spoke about that earlier in the show. Shortly after the video of her comments went online, Dawson walked back the comments on Twitter saying she got the information from Punisher Revival from an overexcited fan. Okay. I can't be trusted. Getting intel from fans during signings is iffy, apparently. My bad. I get excited. Confirmation is key when you're told what you want to hear. Okay, so that's what we said earlier in the show. That, okay. And basically what I said about her is that she's like, you gotta, oh, come on, be careful, be careful. And she said, I can't be trusted. I, I get excited about these things. That's exactly what happened. Hence why I stick with the fact that I love Rosario Dawson. Very honest. Said, oops. Uh, who knows what the guy knew or what he didn't know or how true it was. I still think it's going to happen. I still think it's going to happen, but, uh, but take it with a grain of salt, but it did stir a big, uh, a big stir, a big stir. They also talked about John Carlo, um, Esposito. And he said he'd love to play professor X. He'd be perfect. Professor X. 
and people are going to get all upset because he's because he's black or he's or, or Latino. It's like it's a comic book character. You change it up. You can change it up. Sean Carlos Esposito, man. If he wants to play Sue Storm, let him do it. It's John Carlos Esposito. Hasn't earned it. Kidding me? It's John Carlos Esposito. Let him play whatever the, whoever he wants to play. John Carlos Esposito says, I want to play uh, a crayon. You, you let him play a crayon. It's John Carlos Esposito, man. I love that dude. He elevates everything. Boys, Mandalorian, Breaking Bad. You gotta watch him in um, Better Call Saul. I love that dude. I've got a chance to have me. I met him a few times. Every time I met him, I was at a Comic Con. Last time I met him, he was just standing at a standing at a checkout with me with his daughter. What a cool dude. Just like signing autographs for people. I didn't want to bother him for a picture or anything. I just told him I that was a that was a you know I'd met him a few times and he's a, he was a massive fan. He had said something really special about John Favreau. On one of the um, one of the panels, and I said, I just want to tell you that, that what you said there it just meant a lot, and, and it, it, was, it was strong words. And I thought it was really powerful, and just thank you for everything you do. And he and he stuck his hand out again. He said, you know, memory from a hole in the wall. Why why should he? But he said, um, introduced himself again. I introduced myself. He introduced his daughter, and uh, and we went about our business. But um, what a good dude. So yeah, who gives a shit? Uh, put him in. Let him play. Let him play Professor X. I don't think much many people will be complaining about. Him playing Professor X. Come on. Um, let's see what else before we uh, call this one a day. A lot of great stuff, though. A lot of news. There was another one. Actors talk Punisher and Professor X. Hopefully, did that. Three more Strangers films in the works. I don't know what that is. Oh, I, Strangers, Strangers, Strangers. I, I, I hear you. I don't know. I, I saw the, I, there was a second one, right? Did I see the second one? I don't even know if I saw the second one. I saw the first. The first one was creepy. There was something else I saw that I wanted to talk about. And then we can move on. But I think this is everything. I think this is everything. Oh, Netflix talks. I haven't watched Sandman yet. I hear good things, but I want to watch it. Apparently, they're talking about the aspect ratio confusion. Some tuning into Netflix's highly anticipated series of Neil Gaiman's comic Magnum Opus, The Sandman, have reportedly been confused over some creative choices with the show's aspect ratio. The series delves into fantasy realms where dreams hold sway, and the makers of the series play with that by using slightly distorted cinematography at times. The result makes the cast seem to have slightly elongated faces. I don't want to know any of this. I'm going to see it. Oh, I, I, so, some, so somebody said there's, there's a reason for it. That's what they're saying here. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. I'll, I'll watch it later. I don't, want, I don't want to hear things about the show if I'm going to be ruined. Oh, this is the thing I wanted to talk about before I left. So they have, I guess they, they have a first, first look at Daredevil. He's wearing like yellow or something, right? Isn't that part of the look from the actual comics? He's got a little different of a look to him. I don't know. What do you guys think about the look? I'm not going to start pretending that I have an opinion on it. I don't know. He looks fine. He's got a thing on his head with horns. It's fine. As long as it's the same actor, what do I care? You guys hate it or love it? I can see it going either way, to be honest with you. Um, Aliens series aims to recapture the experience. Now, what the hell is this? Some more information about Noah Holloway's new Alien television series on FX. FX, that's, that's, a good, that's a good thing. They do good stuff. Speaking with THR, Landgroff, John Landgroff, says that Holly's aim with the series is to create an experience, sim experience similar to watching Ridley Scott, Scott and James Cameron's first films for the first time. Noah decided not to take Ripley or any character from Alien except perhaps the xenomorph itself go back and figure out what made the franchise so great. Same thing. Not going deep into this because I want to know more about it. But it seems to be the theme of our show today. 
maybe they're going back to what made Alien special in the first place. And on TV, maybe that could work really well. FX is doing great stuff. I just watched The Old Man. Really digging that series. Um, here's the thing. The last one I'm going to end with, with this Elvis thing. Because I'm upset about it. Elvis' 45-day HBO Max release was scrapped. Why? Following the company's second quarter calling back. Second quarter earnings call on Thursday. Warner Brothers CEO David Zoloft has confirmed the company is moving on from the previous regime project popcorn plans. Say, now I don't like you, Zoloft, because I like this plan. Resulted in movies like Batman, Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore, arriving on HBO Max 45 days after the release. I get it not putting it in the theaters at the same time. I understand that. I get it. I understand why you don't do that. That pissed me off at the time, but I got it. I understood it. Because you want to make a little bit more money and it was taken away from the box office. I hear you. This 45-minute... What's what you, what you, what you, what your reasoning for now, Zoloff? I don't like this guy. I got to tell you. I know Campy loves him. I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like him at all. Not one bit. I'm starting to say stinks. I don't know. It might be great for the brand. What the fuck do I know? This, th- those plans resulted in movies like Batman, Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore, arriving on HBO 45 days after the release, while at the same time premiering its premium video on demand. Paramount and Disney have similar arrangements with their films with similar... Simultaneously, SVOD and PVOD battles. One key difference is that those studios have been a little more flexible in regarding to dates. Allows movies that are providing to have legs in cinemas to stay theatrical exclusives for a little, few more days longer. Um, anyway, so it's going to be available. Same day release has been scrapped. Instead, it'll be available on HBO Max a considerable late, later date and it hasn't been specified. One scenario is more traditional 90 day. Yeah, stupid. So, so that was so special. That, that's what I was trying to say when I was telling people in my thing that it's getting like the what you know, the HBO Max that you get right now. That that angle, the way that they're doing it, it is being canceled. Well, that HBO itself, HBO Max itself, is not being canceled. They're going to find a way to always combine it with Discovery or whatever they're going to do. But the thing that made it so special right now, the way it is, is being totally rebooted, refaced. I don't care what the hell you call it. It's being changed. And this is a perfect example. I hate this. I hate this, that they're changing this. And don't give me this whole thing. Well, if you look at the business side, I don't give a shit about the business side for this one. And normally that's me making that argument. I care about the fact that this is a great idea for people who can't get out to the movies, that want to see it, and now you just... And, and if I was subscribed to your service, I knew that I... You know what, HBO Max or HBO, your Warner Brothers movies, if I don't have a chance to go see them, I got about 30 days, and 45 days to check it out, and I'll be watching them. Now we want you to spend the money. We want you to spend the money. Get out on that theater and go see the go see it. Even if you have five kids and you can't go out, who cares? More money for discovery. That's what it feels like to me. And I'm usually always the person going, "Ah, it's a business decision." And I understand the business decision, but it, the business decision stinks. I don't like this Zoloff guy. I don't like him. I don't like him. Not a fan. Let's see what happens with the ten-year plan. Maybe it's brilliant. Maybe it works out. Maybe these movies are great. But it doesn't seem like the viewer is being considered for a lot of these. I understand consider you got to take in your new regime and you got to consider the business and you got to understand that you got to take and consider the, the the company. I get it. But this one doesn't seem like there's any consideration for the fans, even though you say there is. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What do you guys think? All right, it's a shorter one today. Um, but I'll be back. I'm going to be back on Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow. It's the Sith Council that we did. It'll be a pre-tape, but it'll be a good. It's a good one. We, it's, Steph and I took some great questions from you guys, and then Thursday I'll probably do a, a solo show 
And then Friday, we're going to do uh, Capes and Cows with me, Winston, and Coy. So back on track with some really great announcements coming up soon. But before I can tell you about that, make sure Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you check that out for sure. Subscribe to this channel. If you haven't done that already, please do that. Leave your comments, like. Please comment away on this video. Um, I'm going to be commenting back and, and answering people back. I want to get a, a big conversation going here because that helps the channel tremendously, but it also gets things moving and cooking. So, all right. Thank you guys so very much. I appreciate you. And we'll see you on the flip side. Peace. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.